Hello, and welcome back to Decom Cool and Collected. I'm Kelly. And I'm Elizabeth. And today, we are jumping into our third movie, the third in the lineup of Disney Channel original movies, um, called The Paper Bur- the Paper Brigade, or Gunther and the Paper Brigade. Yes, two Brigade, titles. I cannot say that word. <laughs> Good thing um, that's the name of the movie. <laughs> okay, so it was released in 1997, just like Kelly was. Yes. <laughs> and um, I have quite a few facts about the actors. So it stars a guy named Kyle Howard. And whenever I looked him up on IMDb, like I immediately noticed him as an adult. I was like, I know this guy from somewhere. And <laughs> I was going through his filmography, and I realized what I recognized him from is that he was in <laughs> the movie Holiday in Handcuffs. Have you ever seen that? No. <laughs> okay, it was it was a Christmas movie on ABC Family back when it was ABC Family, and it's about how Melissa Joan Hart kidnaps Mario Lopez into being her boyfriend for the holidays. <laughs> I kind of spoiler they end up falling in love because Mario Lopez got offended by Stockholm syndrome. Uh, but in the movie, this guy plays her brother, who while she like has to bring a boyfriend to the family holidays, he's like coming out. So, that's where I immediately recognized him from. Uh, he was also in two episodes of What I Like About You. Um, I haven't seen What I Like About You enough to, like, pinpoint specifically, but, yeah. like, seeing him, like, I could definitely, like, see him, like, in the show as, like, Amanda Bynes' love interest. Well, yeah, he looked super familiar, but whenever I went through it, I couldn't find something where I was like, that's what I know him from. Well, there was another thing. He, do you remember the episode of Friends where a student told Ross he was in love with him? No. Okay, well, there's an episode of Friends where a student told Ross he was in love with Ross so that he could get a better grade. And Ross is like, okay, you're in love with me. Yeah, I can raise your grade. And he was that student. (laughs) He wasn't actually in love with Ross. Well, I figured from the way you told that story. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so then the main bully is played by this guy named Travis Wester. And again, I immediately noticed him too. At first, I thought he was Larry Tudgman from (laughs) Lizzie McGuire. Um, He is not, but he also looked like the dad from Teen Mom, Caitlin's... I think husband now. I don't remember what. Tyler. He looked like Tyler from Teen Mom. I never watched it. (laughs) But the thing I recognized him from is that he was in a couple episodes of Supernatural. He was one of the ghost facers for anyone who watched Supernatural. I'm sure there's zero. Not really. Uh, He was also in a 2000s, what looked like a trashy teen movie called Euro Trip. It also starred Michelle Trachtenberg. Yeah, I saw that. (laughs) I feel like I was, like, flipping through the channel once, and I, like, happened to turn that on, but I only watched, like, two minutes of it. Oh, I didn't mean I saw the movie. I just meant I saw that on oh, IMDb, IMDb page. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then Charles, the little neighborhood kid, was played by Chauncey Leopardi, who was Squints from The Sandlot. That's yeah, what his name is. Yeah, as soon as I saw him, I was like, yeah, he was in The Sandlot. <laughs> um, and then my favorite, so crazy old man Cooper, who we'll get to later when we go through the plot is played by a guy named Robert England, who was the original Freddy Krueger <laughs> and continued to be Freddy Krueger throughout his life and like, sequels and reboots and video games, which I thought was hilarious. He also looks like he could have been Shia LaBeouf's, like, uncle, so. <laughs> okay. Just <laughs> thought I'd throw it in there. <laughs> All right, would you like to start us out? Well, I have a fun little segment to add to the podcast, and my segment is Worthy in Seventh Heaven. <laughs> I was almost, I almost wrote that down. I was like, maybe she'll like notice this from Seventh Heaven. <laughs> well, okay, she looked familiar to me. Um, the girl Allison, I don't know what her name is. The she's the only played. girl in the movie, so I don't know the act- well besides the mom. I don't know the actress who played her, but 
Um, I looked her up and she played, I believe her character's name was Janet. I don't really know who the character was. I think that she was just like on the basketball team with Mary or something, but she was in Seventh Heaven. <laughs> and this will be a fun little game we play because trust me, there will be some characters and they will be in Seventh Heaven and I can tell you all about it. So that's it. <laughs> okay. So, the movie starts. We open with the credits uh, in a quiet suburban neighborhood. And we see this young, like, preteen boy doing his paper route. Paper route. Route? Route? Have you However heard you want to. <laughs> I don't know how I'm pronouncing it. Paper route. Paper route? Probably. I don't know. So, he's going through the neighborhood, and he's, like, saying hi, like, all the neighbors, like, here's your paper, Mrs. Hanson. Well, the movie starts, and he's doing that, and then they also show the milkman, and all I could think of was Full House, because... Milkman, paper boy, even into So, I wrote that down. I felt like I needed to bring it up. <laughs> um, and then he's riding his bike, because that's how he delivers papers, and he passes by the most intricate treehouse I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. It took up the entire, like, circular, circle grass in a cul-de-sac. Um, this is a, a point that I need to bring up multiple times. These kids are in this treehouse. It's like 5 a.m. Yeah. Why are these kids in the treehouse at 5 a.m.? Maybe they slept there. Maybe during the summer they just sleep there all the time. Their parents don't care? I guess not. I slept in a treehouse once in the summer. Well, once, not every <laughs> I didn't day. have a treehouse, though. Well, neither did I, but I'm saying it happened every day. <laughs> um, so then this boy's going on his paper route through the neighborhood, but then we cut to a mom, a boy, and his ant farm getting into their dad's <laughs> car. And from this, the dialogue, it seems like they are moving to a town called Pleasant Valley, which, from context clues, is probably the neighborhood we just saw. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Um, <laughs> Thank I you. would just like to say, first of all, the brothers that we meet have amazing hair. <laughs> Both of <laughs> it's them. Truly. It is the 90s, and they have nicer hair than I do. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's a little brother gets to the car, and this teen boy just comes like sauntering over to the car. He clearly does not want to be involved with what's going on. He's wearing these, like, 70s dark circular sunglasses and what I assume is a Walkman. Yeah, he's got on his <laughs> headphones. He's listening to his music. Um, and so, yeah, he's clearly just over whatever's going on. You can tell he's too cool. <laughs> right. So the family uh, pulls into what is their new suburban house that they move into. And we find out that the older boy, his name is Gunther, he's not impressed. Um, I said, I think they're from the city because the younger boy, his, who we, his name is Andrew, was like, oh my god, a front lawn. <laughs> yeah, no, they're from New York. We learn that later, but I don't know if you wrote that down. They're from New York. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, so then we go to Gunther is flipping through the channels, and for some reason it's all horses. <laughs> Yeah, because when you move to the suburbs, all you can watch is horses on TV. <laughs> Kelly and I both grew up in the suburbs, and the only thing we we we're the only thing we ever watched was horses. Surprise, we're horse girls. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> Neither of us are horse girls. <laughs> we want to clarify. <laughs> oh, so my next note was, kid from the sandlot comes to the door? Question mark. <laughs> Um, yeah, he comes to the door. He is clearly a nerd because Gunther just kind of blows him off. He brings a plate of jello. <laughs> <laughs> he's just looking to make new friends. He's so yeah, nice. Yeah, he's just like, welcome to the neighborhood. Yeah. Here's some jello. He's being nice, like trying to make a new friend. <laughs> and Why Gunther's not? like, you're a nerd. Uh, go away. I'm no, going to take your jello, though. The kid walks away and he said, I live next door to Beaver Cleaver. 
I don't know what that means. Like, <laughs> I think it's like leave it to Beaver, if I'm not oh. mistaken. Oh, I was for some reason I always I've always confused leave it to Beaver and Beavis and Butthead. <laughs> Two like completely different things, <laughs> and I was like, "Wait, like this in an idiot cartoon?" I'm so confused. <laughs> no, leave it to Beaver. Like, yeah, like the from the fifties, yeah. and it's like, yeah, okay, yeah, I get yeah. it. Ah, <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, <laughs> ooh, <laughs> don't like that. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so they have this nice pool, and we have Gunther swimming in the pool. He's laying on a raft, just, you know, hanging out. His hair is, like, slicked back with Apparently the they don't have to unpack anything, Apparently, <laughs> even though they just brought their U-Haul to this house. It's fine. Um, his dad is giving him this long lecture about how he needs to take care of the pool and all the steps he needs to take, and Gunther is really over it because he's heard this before. He is mouthing it along to his father. He's just a 13-year-old boy, and no one understands. No one gets it. Was it ever clarified how old he was? Because I was no. like, question I had. <laughs> they never tell us how old he was. Well, he's definitely, like, older than Andrew and then, like, all the other kids. He might be the same age as the bullies. I don't really I know. I think he's the same age as the other kids. I think Andrew's just, like, I younger. feel like Gunther might be, like, 8th grade and Andrew would be, like, 6th grade. Yeah. I don't know. That's the vibe I got. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then, where are we? Uh, Dad is like, you gotta take responsibility. Your, it is your job to clean this pool that we now have. And Gunther's like, <laughs> and then Gunther's like, I'm gonna go to the mall. I'm gonna make new friends like you told me to. And then he's like, where's Andrew? I'm gonna take him. And his parents are like, oh, you're taking your brother? And he's like, Andrew has money and I'm broke. And I don't really understand his plan here because I highly doubt that Andrew would willingly give him his money to spend at the mall. Well, Andrew is a good kid, and Gunther is not, so <laughs> he probably convinced him to do it. But they get to the mall, and Gunther sees his dream girl, and the and music plays. <laughs> the music plays, she's walking in <laughs> slow motion, her pin straight bangs wave across her forehead <laughs> as she's cleaning up people's ice cream containers in the food court. Yeah. It's truly a magical moment. And he immediately goes to talk to her, which I thought was really bold. <laughs> really ballsy. Every time I see my dream man out in public, I say nothing to them. and just I really stare hope, at him and just hope. <laughs> really hope that they will come and talk to me. They never do. But um, talking to them is one option, I guess. Uh, yeah, so Gunther goes up and introduces himself. Um, and they start just, like, you know, kind of, like, chatting, just, you know, like, small talk. And then all of a sudden, a menacing guy in plaid and a ponytail walks up with two other boys. <laughs> and that's Chad, of course. His, His name's, name's Chad. Chad. <laughs> but he's not a guy that will, that looks like a Chad. Well, he's, he's like, like, he's a 90s Chad. Yeah, he's, like, really scrawny and, like, a tank top and plaid, and he's got, like, a chain on his black baggy jeans. <laughs> um, and this is when I noticed that Gunther's ear was pierced. That's what I wrote! I was about to say that. <laughs> uh, so he's getting just, like, menaced by these bullies for no reason. They're not even like, hey, that's my girl. They're just like, hey, a child to pick on. Yeah, they're just like, new kid, time to bully him. <laughs> Uh, so that's when Andrew, uh, Charlie, and a couple other kids walk up, and the bullies call them the Nerd Herd. <laughs> uh, and they just kind of stand there. F- I guess they just kind of stand there for a while. I, don't, I have the bullies walk away, and then the girl goes back to work. <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know if I missed Oh, wait, anything. Gunther was unimpressed because he's like, oh, like, I can't be associated with these nerds. Yeah, because, again, he's too cool. <laughs> Um, so do we cut to, like, him hanging out with the nerd herd next? Yeah, because next I have, we cut to the three other boys stuffing one's mouth with gum. Yeah, <laughs> what is up with gum in the 90s movies? 
I don't I can't like tell it. You. <laughs> but they're trying to break a world record for the biggest the, yeah. bubble. Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, Gunther and, oh, the rest of the boys walk in. Um, and that's when we discover they're all the paper boys, and they do the paper route for this neighborhood. Um, and Gunther, and they ask Gunther, um, hey, this guy's leaving for the summer. Would you like to take his route? Not Andrew, their actual friend. <laughs> but they ask Gunther instead. And Gunther's like, <laughs> no. And then Charlie responds with, racing down the street, wind in your face, delivering the day's headlines, there's no better feeling in the world. <laughs> Charlie is really passionate about the paper. He is. <laughs> um, so the next thing we know, we cut to another scene. It's terrifying. It is. Gunther, oh, my God. Gunther is shoving ping pong balls in both of his cheeks. So his face looks deformed and it's so scary. And then he's like moving the ping pong balls like up and down. And <laughs> I was not expecting it at all. And I was literally a little scared. I thought they were jawbreakers at first. So did I. That would have made more sense. No, yeah. they were ping pong balls. <laughs> shooting them, trying to get them into, like, the, the um, like, ceiling. Like chandelier? Yeah, not type. really chandelier, but just, like, the lights on the ceiling. And it's little... a light where, um, it, like, opens on top, so he's trying to, like, shoot them from his mouth in bed up into the light. <laughs> because that's what he's doing instead of, you know, making friends with people. I mean, I can't blame him. <laughs> <laughs> so while this is happening, all of a sudden you hear, Gunther? And it's a walkie-talkie under his pillow that Charlie <laughs> has planted. <laughs> and so Gunther uh, goes to his window, and Charlie lives next door. Um, he can see Charlie through the next door window. And Charlie's and Gunther's like, I'm sorry, but I don't do walkies. Which, like, would have been my dream, okay? I went to a school. I didn't go to a public school, so no one who, like, I went to school with lived in my neighborhood. And, like, that was my dream, just to have, like, a friend that I could, like, hang out with after school. Okay, that sounds really sad. But, like, <laughs> but like just, like, in my neighborhood, like, after school. Like, I remember these two girls... We're, who, like, live next door to each other. They're like, oh, like, we're going to go on Picto Chat after school today. And I was like, oh, that's my dream. Um, <laughs> but I, no one lived in my neighborhood. I wish I would have had someone I could walkie-talkie with. I only lived around old people, so that was not an option for me either. But, yeah, I wrote that he's being such a dick. Like, they're trying to be his friend. And he keeps saying no. Like, he has other <laughs> options. Like, he doesn't. So. And they're so nice, too. They're not just like... <laughs> they're just like, hey, Gunther, like... I don't know. I don't know where I was going with that. <laughs> well, but even after he's being rude to them, they're still being nice to right. him. Like, these good kids. I probably would have, like, gone home and cried. <laughs> <laughs> but not Charlie. He's strong. Right? <laughs> we stand Charlie. Uh, so, then we cut to, I guess, like, the next day. Gunther is loitering at the food court at this girl's little, like, ice cream counter. He's not loitering because he's already had five oh, ice yeah, cream. he's had five <laughs> cups of ice cream. <laughs> and then he just orders another because he really wants to talk to Allison. Uh, this, Allison is the worst actress I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so she comes over and she asks what he's listening to on his Walkman. And he says, the Screaming Banshees, which I looked up was not a real band in the <laughs> 90s. They are a real band now, starting in 2014. They're a metal band. <laughs> um, and she's a fan. Oh, my God. She is the perfect girl for Gunther. They're bonding over their, their same tastes in music. And, she, and she's like, oh, you're listening to their new album? That's the best one. 
<laughs> like, I'm giving her credit there. <laughs> I didn't realize her acting, but to be fair, I did have this movie on higher speed than just, like, normal. Oh. <laughs> I needed to get through it. I needed to go to bed. I had work, okay? <laughs> uh, so Gunther realizes that this is the girl of his dreams. And then we cut to, all of a sudden, the pool in the backyard, and it's dirty and messy, and his dad is like, Gunther's not taking care of the pool. The one thing I asked him to do, take care of the pool. He's not doing it. Uh, and they're like, where is he? And then Andrew's like, uh, he's probably at the mall because Allison works there. <laughs> so then we cut back to the mall, and we see these people on the escalator, and they're talking about the screaming banshees. And they're like, talking about the tickets or whatever. And Gunther goes up to them while he's on the other escalator. <laughs> like, they're going Getting up, in all these people's down. way. Yeah, and he's like, running up, trying to talk to them. He's like, he's oh, like screaming banshees, screaming banshees! He's like, how much for tickets? And they're like, $150 <laughs> for two tickets. $150, 1997 money. I don't know how much that is. I've paid $90 for a concert ticket in today's money. That, I just, you better be like. For one back, concert You better be backstage for $150 in 1997. <laughs> but this is his dream, girl, Kelly. <laughs> I'm just saying. He can't interfere with fate. <laughs> and so he's like, I don't have that much money. And they're like, well, get it or you can't have the tickets. Uh, so then Gunther goes and asks his dad for an allowance advance. And, okay. I have a thing about allowances. Have they ever been a real thing, or is this just a myth perpetuated by Hollywood? <laughs> I think some people genuinely did get allowances. I was not one of them. I don't know that I know anyone who I don't was. know anyone who ever got an allowance. But I think that But I saw people, it on TV all the time. I feel like some people did, maybe. I don't um, know. And this reminded me of whenever my cousin told me that he'll make his kids do chores, and he'll give him, like... $3 for doing the dishes, but then he'll take out taxes. <laughs> so it'll be like $1 for savings, and then like $1 goes back to me, so they're left with $1. <laughs> All I know is that I was also not one of the people who got money for getting A's. No. Never one of those. There were so many people from my grade school who got money for getting good grades, and I was like, Hello? I remember I heard it on the radio once, and I was like, hey, mom, <laughs> you want to give me money for getting A's? And she's like, no. <laughs> Yeah, that wasn't <laughs> options for us, so. Um, so, they're having this conversation, and Dad is like, you know, I've really been wanting you to take responsibility, but you're my son, and I love you, so I'm going to give you <laughs> this, all this money. But then... The pool just, like, breaks. Like, something I don't even know off, what it was. Something, <laughs> like, breaks off the pool meter or something, and it, like, explodes. And this, like, cap on, like, a pipe or something flies off and goes into, straight into the basketball hoops that the dad was fixing, making him fall off the ladder. So, needless to say, he did not get the money from his dad because his dad is mad at him. Right. So, we cut to the bullies pushing his face against the pinball machine. That was also a very, like, I was not expecting that. Because, <laughs> like, the camera is, like, underneath, like, the glass. So, all we see is just, like, Gunther's, like, smushed, smushed face. <laughs> because And this is because he asked the bullies for a payment plan. <laughs> and they're like, no, it's 175 now. And he's like, I didn't agree to that. And they're like, interest. <laughs> Kind of teaching him valuable money skills. But also, like, interest works, like, the longer it takes him to pay, the longer he'd have to pay, but he only has to pay 175 but, you know, whatever. whatever. So, he decides, how else am I going to get money? I'm going to have to take the paper route. Right. So, uh, the following, the same night, Gunther is in his room. He takes out the walkie, and he walkies Charlie, and he says, I am at an all-time low <laughs> doing the paper route. For money. 
And he's like, hey, Charlie, you still got that opening. Charlie's like, oh, yeah, Gunther, like, come on over. We'd be happy to have you. Um, and he ends the conversation with, over and out, neighbor. <laughs> oh, he also tells him he has to wake up at 5 a.m., so. I, 5.30. Five, well, he has to be there at 5.30. Got it. <laughs> uh, okay, so the next scene, I have to talk about this because I remember this so vividly. I wasn't sure that I had seen this. It, like, seemed familiar to me. And then you cut to the scene of his alarm clock. And his alarm clock is, like, this ape monkey wearing a fedora playing the drums. And I remember that so vividly. <laughs> it's insane. So I I don't know why that's the only part I remember, but it is. So the alarm goes off, and Gunther just sleeps right through it. He doesn't even, like, open his eyes. Like, he doesn't even, like, take note. He doesn't turn it off, nothing. He just, like, sleeps. Like, nothing's going on. So it keeps going off, and it wakes up Andrew, who literally opens Gunther's eyelid, and there's no pupil. Oh, yeah, that's the <laughs> other thing. I think that this is the reason. I used to do that to my brothers, because I have older brothers, and whenever I would, like, want them to play with me or something, and they would pretend to be asleep, I would, like, open their eyeballs just to, like, mess with them, and I think that that's where I got the idea, or I was just, like, a kid who decided to do that, but I feel like it's this movie, because I remember the alarm clock part so vividly. Uh, <laughs> so Gunther still doesn't wake up, even though his little brother is opening his eyeballs. Opening his eyelids, not his eyeballs. He's, like, pushing him. He's doing everything. So Andrew straps on some rollerblades and carries, <laughs> carries Gunther. Gunther's lifeless body <laughs> into the shower and turns on the ice-cold water. And then Gunther screams, waking up the whole house and making a stupid animatronic mole pop up from the ground. <laughs> wasn't, that, okay, wasn't that mole there, like, in the very beginning, too? Yeah, I don't happens, think I took note of it, because I just thought it was, like, something stupid. I did. It, it happens in, the, like, the first couple seconds of the movie. It pops just up like this, like, the Think of, like, that one part of Ariana Grande's God is a Woman, where that, like, gopher just, like, popped up in the middle. Yeah, you don't know what I'm talking about, but all everyone else who knows what I'm talking about, <laughs> that's literally what it was. Just think of whack-a-mole. It was basically that. <laughs> so, Gunther uh, goes, rides to the paper boys uh, who are preparing the papers for delivery. Gunther is very tired, and a kid named Gus shows up, and he's late again. Charlie is a little frustrated because the paper delivery is his true passion, and this kid, Gus, doesn't show the same enthusiasm by being late. Um, it was at this point that I realized, who does the paper route during the school year? Because it's summer, and that's why they're doing it. So, like... I mean, it's still at 5 a.m., like, 5.30 a.m. I know, but they're talking about, like, oh, for the summer, like, do they still do it? Well, they were ju they just had Gunther for the summer because the other kid was gonna come back. Well, I know, but I'm still curious because like I don't know what time their school starts. I just I wanted to know the logistics, <laughs> and I did not get answers. Um. So then, um, all the boys start writing off on their paper deliveries with ease. They're throwing papers and greeting neighbors. Well, okay, so they don't train him at all, but they do give him this piece of paper, and they're like, "Hey, Leonard wanted us to give this to you with some tips of his route or whatever." And Gunther's like. I don't need this. It's a paper room. How hard is can it be? Easy. And then he just literally crumples it up and throws it on the ground. Litterer. <laughs> the worst. Uh, so first, Gunther pulls up to that fucking insane treehouse. <laughs> Uh, and he doesn't even, like, take note of it. <laughs> just, like, this, like, giant fucking treehouse in the middle of a cul-de-sac. And these kids who are in there, like you said, it's 5.30 a.m., they start throwing fruit at him. <laughs> Where did they get this food and how are their parents okay with them just throwing food and it's 5 a.m. They're like oh new paper boy we can throw at him fresh meat. Yeah pretty much. <laughs> um and then after that after they um throw Gunther off his bike <laughs> 
Um, he goes up to this other house, and this, like, little dog starts barking on the window, which wakes up this big dog in the yard, and the dog, uh, like, jumps up onto this box, and then over the fence, and then, um... Oh, wait, no, 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 Gunther got his pant leg caught in his bike first. Yeah, and, and then, then the, the dog, dog came and ripped his pants. <laughs> and he couldn't run away from the dog, because, you know, you're not supposed to run away from dogs, but... <laughs> After the dog attack is over, he's laying on the ground, and he goes... Wait, 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 wait. Okay. <laughs> this is my favorite quote! <laughs> okay, never mind. We'll, we'll get back to that. So, now he's, like, over going to his next houses, he's very defeated, and he sees the milkman, and he's asking him for directions on how to get to a certain place. Okay, wait, do you know who played the milkman? I had to look it up because so this guy looks familiar. It was the principal from High School Musical. <laughs> I don't remember the principal from High School Musical. But well, he was really only um, important whenever he's like, here is your class schedule, Miss Montez. Oh. Okay, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> so he asked the milkman for directions. Who about... has an accent for some reason. Yeah. Because he's like, Asian. <laughs> yeah, not a good accent. Not a good move. Anyway, he's asking him for directions, and he's like, well, can't, can't I just cut through there? And he's like, oh, no, that's crazy old man Cooper's place. You can't cut through there. And he's like... I'm going to do it anyway. Cause, yeah, because Gunther's like, well, you didn't tell me what could go wrong. I'm just going to take the easy way. So Gunther starts cutting through the yard. Uh, we notice, like, a bunch of, like, sandbags piled up. It's kind of like a like a war site, like a bunker or something like that. And this speaker comes on and says, hold it right there, soldier. <laughs> yeah, there's all these speakers. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he's like, who are you? Who are you trespassing? And then he starts, uh, Gunther starts getting attacked with paintballs uh, that were, like, set up like a booby trap, but also paintballs that are being sh- um, shot by a gun by Old Man Cooper. Now, it's clear that this guy has severe PTSD. Yeah, things are not going great for him, and nobody's nobody cares. Nobody's helping him. They're just like, <laughs> leave him alone. That sounds like a good idea. <laughs> um, he also lets out ducks, or, like... Geese. Ge- were they geese? Okay. I'm pretty sure they were geese. He lets out these geese that start, like, running after Gunther, so he has to, you know, yeah, run out Yeah, Gunther there. gets attacked by an army of geese. <laughs> Uh, so, Gunther makes it out of old man, old man Cooper's house, uh, he's about to quit, uh, whenever, when he's approached by Charlie, and then he turns around and he realizes that the very last house on his paper route is Allison's house. Ooh. And Charlie's like, I thought you were gonna quit, and Gunther's like, <laughs> no I'm not. <laughs> oh, um, so... He was talking to Charlie afterwards, too, and he was like, oh, you, it seems like you had a hard day. And he was like, yeah. And he was like, well, didn't Le- Leonard's note help? And then he looks down, and the note falls into the sewer, because he's a litterer, and he doesn't care about <laughs> anything. Okay, so in the next scene, Gunther is in the mall, again, at Allison's ice cream place. <laughs> um, and he has the tickets already, even though he doesn't have the money, which was a bad move on the bully's part. Yeah, I don't know what the deal <laughs> with that was. Uh, so he puts the ticket in, like, the little, like, um, silver napkin holder that are in fast food restaurants, um, and he's, like, he, Allison's, like, cleaning up, and he's, like, oh, like, you missed this one, and Allison, like, picks up the ticket, picks up the napkin holder, and she's, like, ah, a Screaming Banshees ticket? Oh, my God. And then Gunther is, like, you want to go? And Allison says, you mean on a date? And he says, if that's what you want, if that's what you want it to be, and she goes, Okay. <laughs> she doesn't seem, seem enthused, but she says yes anyway. Like, She's also a horrible actress. Well, I know, but she like if she didn't want to go on a date with him, she could have just been like, no, let's just go as friends. And he wouldn't have said no. So. <laughs> um, and Gunther now believes he is the smoothest motherfucker on the face of the planet. It's true. 
<laughs> so now we cut back to 5 a.m. His alarm clock is going off again, and Andrew has to wake him up again. This With time, shower. <laughs> this time, he has to use a card to open his door because he locked his door this time, but that didn't stop him. He was like, I have to wake him up because somehow this is my responsibility, not my brother's. Uh, yeah, so, and then the gopher puppet pops out again. <laughs> um, okay, so he's going around on his paper route, and he notices a house with a cat in the window, never picked up the paper that he threw from yesterday. So he grabs the paper, he grabs the paper for today, he goes up to the door, and he notices a home plate doormat that says, like, welcome home or something like that, and he goes, now that's cute. Which is me! <laughs> I would have done the exact same thing! <laughs> uh, so the door is open, so he just walks in. He's like, hello, I have your paper. Um, I want to make sure that I get my money. And he sees this old woman watching baseball who invites him in for cookies, which is not a weird thing. <laughs> yeah, I was like, don't go into strangers' houses. If he's from New York, he should have some street smarts. And <laughs> he should not just go into a stranger's house, even if this is suburbia. Don't do that. <laughs> Um, so Gunther talks to her, and he realizes that her bones hurt too much. We never get, like, a real explanation. She's like, my bones Maybe are old. Maybe she has osteoporosis. <laughs> She's just like, my bones are old. <laughs> and, uh, the old paper boy just put my paper through the mail slot, so Gunther now realizes that he has to do that. Um, and she talks about how she met her husband at a baseball game, which is real cute. And she just loves baseball. She watches it all the time. Her and her husband, who passed away, used to go all the time. Cute little old baseball couple. Have fun. <laughs> so Gunther leaves, and he's going on his little route, you know. And then all of a sudden, the bullies come up and grab his bike. So they're, like, driving in a car. They grab, like, the front part of his bike, and they're, like, pulling him along. They have a convertible. car. <laughs> and he's like, hey, can you, like, let go? And then eventually they do, and he, like, flies over into someone's pool. Somehow <laughs> that happens. <laughs> They, um, yeah, because they're still, like, you still haven't paid us, even though they already gave him the tickets, mm -hmm. but it doesn't make sense. When you go through a fast food drive-thru, you have to give them your money first before they give you your food. <laughs> I don't know. I've never gotten a newspaper subscription, so. <laughs> subscription. Is that what it's called? It's a magazine subscription. Is it? I thought, yeah. uh, with, like, local newspapers, they just give it to you. <laughs> well, you have to pay for, um. Oh, yeah, I guess you have to, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, let's see. Flies into the pool. It's not his pool. Um, okay, so the next morning, again, his alarm's going off. Andrew can't get in this time, so Andrew decides to open Gunther's window, take the hose, <laughs> and spray the hose at Andrew. Again, why is this Andrew's responsibility? Why can Gunther not wake up? It's because the alarm is waking Andrew up. It's more for himself. But still, his older brother should be able to, like, handle this. Anyway, that just... Uh, and the gopher popped up again. <laughs> yeah, because of course. Uh, so then Gunther um, throws, like, a bunch of unbunched papers at, at the house with the dog in it. Uh, so he has to go, like, collect them. Because he, like, threw all these papers on the wall. He's like, okay, I, I gotta go collect it. And then the dog comes out again and rips his shirt up. And the paper boys have to collect the money themselves, so that's, like, what he's trying to do, and nobody's very happy with his service because it's not great. There's a scene where he's, like, driving by, and he literally takes the paper and just throws it straight at the guy's face. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Um, and then there's even a guy who stiffs him. <laughs> he, he knocks on the door and he's like, Paperboy collection. And the guy like sneaks out the back and then drives away in his car. <laughs> and he's like, he's like driving away going like, <laughs> I outsmarted that paperboy. <laughs> yeah, so then he meets up with the other paperboys, the paper brigade. I would just like to say, say my pen ran out of ink here. <laughs> and I had to get a new pen. I'm sorry. <laughs> So we come in and, you know, who else is doing something funny but the guy who was chewing the gum earlier. I think his name's Fish. Fish. Okay. Fish (laughs) is pogoing now because it's a 90s movie, so of course. And he's trying to break the record for pogoing because I guess that's what he did in the 90s. He just tried to break records. That's just his thing. His thing is trying to break records. I was a baby and toddler in the 90s, so I did not try to do that. (laughs) (laughs) So they're, like, trying to do this whole thing. And then at some point, um, this, like, empty water jug falls and hits the pogoer, and he falls, and he's so mad, and so the kid who accidentally, like, knocked it over said sorry, and then the other kid said, that's what I'm gonna tell your parents when you don't come home tonight. <laughs> so, he really wanted that pogo wreck. He was very, very upset. <laughs> um, so Gunther brings his money to Charlie, who's like, you know, he's like head paper boy, and he realizes that he didn't get any tips. And he's like, well, do other people get tips? And Charlie's like, yeah, like, two or three times the amount that you got. And he's like, I can't believe that these nerds got tips and I didn't. I'm so cool. Yeah, so now (laughs) he's like, I need to come up with solutions to these issues. Again, instead of just reading the note that would have told him (laughs) how to deal with all of this, he has to come up with his own solutions because he's annoying. Gunther's like, why am I not getting tip? Even though... Like, two seconds beforehand, Charlie listed all of his complaints. <laughs> He's like, you're late, you don't put them where you're supposed to. <laughs> you don't say hi. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, the next morning, Andrew is going to wake up Gunther, but... He's already gone. Huh. Um, I would just like to say I really appreciated his outfit this day. He was wearing a tie-dye shirt and it had a big, like, angry <laughs> face on it. I loved it. It was very nice. So, Gunther isn't playing games anymore. He is prepared for battle so he can get his money. Yeah, so he's putting on gear to deal with the shithead kids. He does that. He, like, makes it by, no problems. Yeah, he, like, has a trash can lid as his <laughs> shield from the food. He's throwing, like, trick shots over the head, around the back. People are catching their papers. They're like, hey, Gunther. Um, <laughs> and then let's see. Uh, he comes up to the house with the dogs. Now, the thing was, that, like, the smaller dog would bark, and it would wake up the bigger dog who jump over the fence and rip him up. So Gunther army crawls through the house to get the paper up to the door. And then he puts on a mask. And then goes up to the window and scares the smaller dog, setting him off, so he starts barking. And then the bigger dog, like, jumps over the fence like he does, but then Gunther slingshots some raw hot dogs to the other dog so that it just leaves him alone. I don't know why he didn't just, like, leave without disrupting the dog. Yeah, I don't know why. That wouldn't be feasible for every day, because, like, you're going to waste your money buying hot dogs for the one dog. Also, you could just tell the owners that their dog is getting out every day. It's literally jumping over a box that's next to the fence. Yeah, like, you can't let your dog do that. (laughs) Uh, So then he goes to Crazy Man Cooper's yard. He pours wine on lettuce, which I didn't understand. So he pours wine on lettuce and throws it into the geese pen. Uh, He starts... Uh, going through the yard, but the geese are preoccupied when Cooper opens the pen, uh, opens the geese pen, and Cooper starts, like, shooting his paintballs, but he's shooting at a decoy that Gunther had set up. And then Gunther, um, has paintballs against silly strings, so he starts shooting Cooper 
with the paintballs on the silly string. And um, he hits Cooper with these paintballs. I didn't know where I was going there for a minute. <laughs> and so Cooper is like, ah, you got me. You can cut through here anytime you want now, son. Yeah, so this whole time Cooper's just been, like, playing this fucking game. <laughs> yeah, but also, like, you can't fuck with people's property. Like, all these people told him not to do that. And this man could have, like, lost his shit on him. They all told him he was crazy. And he's like, no, it's okay. I'm just gonna, like, mess with this property. That's He's like, fine. no, I'm gonna shoot this, like, mentally deranged man who has severe PTSD, probably from seeing, like, all his friends die in World War II. Yeah, it's not But good. no, it turns out that Cooper was just playing this game the whole time, seeing who could get him back. <laughs> um, so then he throws the paper with a rose up to Allison's house. Wow, so smooth. So romantic. Mm-hmm. And then he goes to collect his money. And everyone's like, oh, we love you, Gunther. <laughs> and then he goes up to the guy who didn't give him his money last time. And he's like, I'm here to collect your paper, blah, blah, blah. And then the guy gets into his car again, and he thinks he's getting away he's with He's getting it. away. He's going, hey, <laughs> stupid paper boy. And then, who pops up in the back of his car? Gunther. You can't do that. You can't do that. But <laughs> They would both be dead. <laughs> anyway, he pops up in the back of his car, and he's like, I think you owe me some collections. And he's like, oh, uh, you owe me this much money. So then Gunther has all this money, and the next night he's throwing all his money into the air, which I don't know if you noticed, they were all $1 bills. Yeah. <laughs> it was probably like $20 total. That's what I said. Whenever he paid the bullies, like, did he pay him in one? <laughs> $175. That's so much. Um, so Gunther is back at the house, and he comes, he's coming back from just a casual roller skate. Because <laughs> he's taking... rollerblading. He's taking Yeah, he's taking over his roller skates. And Dad comes over, and he says he's kind of proud of him. Because, you know, Gunther kind of sucks as a human being. Yeah. <laughs> but since it's paper route, Gunther's taking responsibility, he's making money, and, um, Dad said he wants to increase his allowance, which is a horrible decision. Yeah, first of all, why is he still getting an allowance? Right. After what he has a job. <laughs> but after what happened with the pool, his allowance should have been, like, taken away. But now, he's getting a raise. He's getting an, in his, inc- an increase. Yeah. And also, so, whenever Dad says this, you can tell that Gunther, like, kind of feels bad. He's like, oh, no. Do I deserve like, no. this? No. I shouldn't take this money. But I'm going to anyway. <laughs> I can say. <laughs> uh, Dad also mentions that uh, Mrs. Hansen, the grandma with the cookies, called to compliment him and was like, oh, I love your son. He's so nice. He eats my cookies. Yeah. That is not a euphemism. <laughs> so, the next day, he goes to do his paper route like every other day. But who shows up? The bullies. <laughs> the bullies realize how much money these kids are making. And they're like, we're stealing your paper routes. And Gunther's like, what? And the bully goes... That's right, squid lips. <laughs> and then, okay, the bully knees him in the balls, and he's like, ow. And then they, like, steal the papers, and they, like, get away. And they're all like, Gunther, why didn't you stop them? And he's like, what could I fucking do? Yeah, he's just like, they literally beat me up. What do you they, mean? They punched me. And they're, Charlie's, like, so mad at Gunther. <laughs> but he literally got punched in the gut. Gunther's just about like, what did you fucking do, Charlie? <laughs> yeah, so I guess that... Because they did that, he is older. Like, they expected him to, like, be able to handle that. I don't know. I guess. And they also they also came here because of Gunther, because he was, like, showing off his money. Yeah. They realized how much money they could make, and they're like, we are going to do this. Uh, so then Gunther goes up to uh, Mrs. Hansen, uh, and he notices that her papers from the last four days are just, like, all over her lawn, because the bullies don't care, and they don't bring her papers up and to the And they don't know the rules. Uh, so he gathers her, her papers... 
Um, and he's like, hey, like, do you have a new paper boy? These are your papers from the last few days. She invites him in because she made cookies. That's all she does, apparently. She can't go up to the door, but she, she makes cookies all the time. She watches baseball and makes and cookies. Makes, honestly, the life. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then Gunther notices on her wall the first issue of the Pleasant Valley newspaper. And he's like, oh my god, a first issue, bitch. And she, <laughs> that's an exact quote. <laughs> yes, Disney was risky. <laughs> And she reveals that her husband actually started the paper. Um, there's also, like, catcher's gear on the wall. <laughs> Did you notice that, like, the, like, uh, catcher's, like, body yeah. protection was just, like, hanging up on the wall? Yeah, it's decoration. Didn't you see her home plate? <laughs> um, do, you what, own- do you think it was used? Do you think it, like, smelled so bad after, like, years? I don't know. I hope it wasn't used. But um, they're talking. They're just catching up, you know. And Miss Hanson talks about how she's not going to be able to go to opening day this year because of her bones. This is like minor league baseball, by the way. But she can't go because of her bones. She really loves her bones. Her old bones. They just won't let her go. Like she can bake cookies, but she can't do anything else. And and you know, while she's talking about this, you can kind of see that Gunther he's scheming in his head. He's got mm-hmm. something going on up there. So. Uh, she goes to the stadium every year on their anniversary because that's where she and her husband first met. Yes, it's very sweet. <laughs> um. So then Gunther goes back to the paper boys who were just like sitting around doing nothing, doing nothing because <laughs> they can't do their paper route. <laughs> uh, and he says, "We're gonna get the route back. How?" Gunther's got a plan. <laughs> so we cut to the bullies getting into their car. Because they use their car to do the paper. They can't use bikes. Well, that makes more sense because it would be, like, quicker. But they don't open the doors to get into the car. They climb <laughs> over the side of the car. No one does that. <laughs> Have you ever been in a convertible? <laughs> no, but I would not climb over the side of the car. I would use the door like a regular person. <laughs> Were you a teenage bully in the 90s? You don't know. Unfortunately not. <laughs> Um, so they, like, discreetly emptied the bully's gas tank. I still don't really know. Yeah, they siphoned their gas tank. Yeah. <laughs> I, you can't do that. <laughs> First of all, like, their gas tank is, like, where their license plate is. Is that I, a thing? I guess that was. Because they just, like, opened, they just, like, pulled down the license plate and then, like, get, that's where the gas tank was. Yeah, it was weird. So they take their gas and the guy's like, I just put $2 of gas yeah, in here. I just put $2 of gas. So I looked it up. Gas was $1.23 gallons of gas. I put eight gallons of gas in my car today. So I guess I am like, enough for the paper route. (laughs) How are they going to get home? I don't know. (laughs) So they're like, we're going to go steal some bikes. But the next thing they do, I really appreciate because they're like fucking with their um, fragile masculinity. They make them ride these little like girly bikes. Pink with a basket. They have little ribbons and so cute. Um, so then, just like Gunther planned, they start experiencing all the obstacles that Gunther did on their first day, but enhanced because all the paper boys are making it even harder for them. Ooh. Uh, so, like, the kids start throwing fruit at them, but in addition, they drop all these liquids. It's like what? It's like one bully who's passing by at this treehouse. Uh, they drop all these liquids. I don't know what they were. I think they said pea soup at one point. It was a lot. And at the same time, Andrew takes his ant farm... Yeah. And puts it, like, in the bike. It's so gross. He dumps it, like, on the newspaper. Like, all the sand and stuff. That's, like, people's newspapers. Ew. It was really gross. Also, I forgot how big of a thing ant farms were. Like, that was in (laughs) movies and TV shows all the time. Michelle Tanner had one. Yeah. (laughs) Um, and then the dog, the dog who all of a sudden was on a chain now. (laughs) 
<laughs> after the past, like, month, he's finally on a fucking chain. Oh, but also, wait. So, after they leave, the one guy has his walkie, and he goes, this is Chef Boyardee. They've just left or something, but he calls himself Chef Boyardee, and I thought that was funny. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, then after that, the, the Gunther lets the dog go from the chain, because it's on a chain now, and he attacks the second one. Um, and then all the three bullies meet up, and then they just kind of throw a tomato at the third one's face. <laughs> um, and then they start, they lead them into Crazy Man Cooper's yard. Mm-hmm. And the whole paper brigade starts, you know, going at them. Also, okay, they're all wearing, like, um, outfits for this event, and Charlie's? It's not, yeah, not good. Not good. No, it was 97. <laughs> it was not good. He's it wearing was. face paint, and it's not very appropriate in my opinion, but, you know, yeah, I, I wouldn't do it's it. It's like, imagine, like, Coachella 2010. I just wouldn't <laughs> do it. Per- just look it up, and you can have your own opinion on it, but personally, I wouldn't do it, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they all start shooting paintballs at each other. Um, all the bullies step on brakes. <laughs> <laughs> They have the rakes sitting, like, laid on the ground, so then they step on, like, the up part, the, like, up part of the rake, so then they step on it, and then, like, the stick comes up and hits them in the face. There's, like, 12 rakes in this yard. <laughs> they were prepared. <laughs> uh, one falls in a hole and gets more stuff dumped on him, and then the rest are attacked by the geese. Uh, that crazy man Cooper helps them out with. And then the main bully says, keep the route. I don't care. You're still a bunch of losers. <laughs> And Charlie's like, hand, o- hand over the saddlebags. <laughs> and then the bullies leave, and they get their paper route back, and they're all cheering in Crazy Man Cooper's yard. It's great victory for the paper brigade. As they- I just can't say that word. <laughs> As they're cheering, Allison looks over, and she's like, oh, man, she's look like, at those oh, cool kids. There's my man in the middle there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this was a point that I said, old guy looks like Shia LaBeouf. But I just put Shia La B because I didn't know how to spell the rest. Shia La No, Shia La I didn't know how to spell the rest. So they're celebrating. It's great. They got the paper out back. Um, it's the night of the concert. Allison walks out to her limo. She's in this, like, red vest and skirt. And her bangs, again, flowing in the wind. Um, <laughs> she opens the door to a fucking limo. Yeah. He went it's, all out. Where did he get all this money? These fucking middle schoolers are going to a concert in a limo with a chauffeur. That's not dad. <laughs> and uh, someone holds out a rose for her out the door. And we think it's Gunther, right? She gets into the car and she says, where's Gunther? The camera pans. It's Andrew <laughs> and the same 70s sunglasses that Charlie had in the beginning of the movie. <laughs> and he says, oh, he had something else to do. Which, like... If I was promised a date and his 12-year-old brother showed up instead. Yeah, that would be... She's like, thank you for taking me to the concert. Yeah. (laughs) So, where's Gunther? Oh, he's at the baseball game with Mrs. Hansen. It was her anniversary, and she couldn't make it on her own. Somehow Her her old bones. Yeah, somehow him going with her allowed her old bones to be able to make it. I don't really get that, but you know, it's fine. (laughs) (laughs) They're friends. It's great. She's so grateful. All of a sudden, <laughs> Allison walks down the stairs and sits next to Gunther. <laughs> yeah, like, okay, first of all, she decided to skip this concert that Gunther paid so much money for. Right. And second of all, she had to buy a ticket to the game to get in. Right. So. What happened to Andrew? Did he go back to the concert by himself? This is the screaming banshees, by the way. <laughs> 
Oh uh, so God. she shows up, shows up with the rose, and I don't know, they don't even, like, say anything. <laughs> yeah, they don't say anything. The movie ends zooming into them kissing. It was really awkward. And that's it. That's the end. <laughs> that's the end. That's literally the end of it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Elizabeth can share her favorite quote that I almost okay, my favorite earlier. Quote. I'm so sorry. <laughs> it's because I felt it on a spiritual also, level. Also, you need to say it the way that he said it, because he had just, like, this Okay, I have, to move, I have to move away from the microphone. <laughs> Okay, so it's after, it's in the middle of Gunther's obstacles on his first day, and his pants are ripped, his, his bike isn't working, and he goes, I am not having a good time! Ugh. <laughs> I'm sorry if that was <laughs> uh, disrupting to your ears. <laughs> um, my favorite quote was also by Gunther, but it was a lot more stupid. Well, Gunther... <laughs> Everyone else has, like, 12 lines. <laughs> so it's whenever Gunther realizes that it's Allison's house that he's missed on the first day, and so he goes up to give her the paper, and he says, please extend the mightiest of apologies to your folks. <laughs> and I just thought it was the stupidest thing I had ever heard. Gunther is a smooth motherfucker. <laughs> um, there wasn't really any song in this movie for us Yeah, to... well, and okay, the thing that I felt about this movie was that the plot line was hardly existent. It really didn't have one. Okay, and it's well, I looked at I looked at like the Wikipedia kind of like one line thing, and it was just like a boy tries to woo his girl and gets money from his paper out, and I was like, what? Yeah. Okay. In the movie's defense, it was only like seventy four minutes. It was literally <laughs> an hour and fifteen minutes. So at least it was like short, but. It, it didn't really have a lot going for it. <laughs> I thought it was kind of fun, though. It reminded me of Max Hebel's big move. Well, yeah. I mean, I like the whole, like, friendship aspect of it and, like, right. beating the bad Overcoming guys. Overcoming your obstacles and, you know, not being a shitty person. <laughs> Learning to care about people, apparently. And not be such a dick when you think someone's a nerd. <laughs> <laughs> I would have liked to see what happens when they went back to school. Like, would he be friends with them? Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> It'd probably be like a little bit like a breakfast club type situation. Like, did he learn his lesson? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Squints walks out of school just going, don't you? <laughs> no. Because they're not friends anymore. Raises the fist. <laughs> Does that mean that Andrew is um, the nerd? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Andrew's the nerd. That means Gunther's the jock. <laughs> <laughs> He's Emilio Estevez. So then Allison would have been um, the weird girl. <laughs> and then, I don't know, Fish can be Molly Ringwald. <laughs> That's nice. I think Chef Boyardee is Molly Ringwald. You guys, Ringwald. someone write that fan fiction. <laughs> All of our listeners. All of our listeners. <laughs> okay, so as for rating, I would give this movie, I feel like this is harsh, but... I'm going to give it a 1.5 stars. I was going to give it a 2.5. Because I liked it better than Susie Q. Okay. But I think it was, like, on the same level, kind of, as Wish Upon a Star. Yeah. So, my current ranking, or, yeah, ranking is Wish Upon a Star, Susie Q, The Paper Brigade. So, mine's Wish Upon a Star and The Paper Brigade. Paper Brigade. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> <laughs> well, you can't put them even. You have to pick one to go Okay, on okay. Um, Wish Upon a Star, Paper Brigade, Susie Q. <laughs> <laughs> And next week's episode will be Northern Lights. Northern Lights. For those of you who don't know. <laughs> should we, we'll, should we'll, we spoil we'll it? We'll save it for next okay. time. We'll, okay. We have a story to go with this one. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's going to be an exciting episode. Stay tuned. Yeah, tune in for that, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. That's all.